Good morning. This is a point of view, and you're listening to Mushar FM. Good morning, Anna. Good morning, Julia. Good morning, Miguel. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Oh, I'm very much excited to record this program. And you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, I'm quite excited. It hits yeah. close to home, I would say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why? Well, because the topic today is tourism and our opinions on tourism. I would say that I have quite a few. I guess you guys do too. Yeah, um, but probably not as much as Miguel. No, that is true. I mean, because Miguel is from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> from <But> Spain. <laughs> yes, so <laughs> tell us, please. Oh, how's the situation in Spain and Sevilla? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We have a German person here, so maybe... Uh, She knows better than me about the. Mm. Uh, I've never been to Spain, but it's the second most favorite travel destination of Germans. Yeah, actually, it's the sa- in Sweden. I think it's the first yeah, travel the destination apart from Germany. yeah, apart from Sweden itself. Yeah, same. Mm. But so uh, many people travel to Spain. Yeah, uh, but also because you count the Canary Islands to Spain. So yeah, actually, and Mallorca. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that is a part of mm-hmm. Germany, in my opinion, yeah, <laughs> at this point. It may be Great Britain as well. Yeah, actually, it's good. It's, I don't know the number, but I'm sure that uh, maybe are, there are more German people living in Mallorca than people really from Mallorca. So <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's an yeah. invasion. <laughs> yeah. But do you have a lot of tourists in your hometown? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. For example, the first uh, monument in Spain, talking about the uh, number of uh, visitors that they receive, is the La Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And after that, of course, uh, maybe in Madrid, but uh, Sevilla is the third favorite uh, destination for tourists that are visiting Spain. Oh. Like the m- mainland Spain. Yeah. yeah. So not Canary Islands. Yeah, I mean, talki- talking about uh, historical cities and ah, monuments, okay, okay. not, uh, mm-hmm. not talking about uh, the coast or uh, the beach or... So, uh, yeah, it's a really huge city talking about that. And, like, if you walk down the street, would you meet a lot of tourists? Yes, of course. And how does it make you feel? <laughs> Actually, it's always good for me because uh, when I am living abroad, like in this experience, when we are in a big city like uh, Budapest, because mm-hmm. Nirajasa is not a good example, but when... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> not really, no. <laughs> When we are in Budapest, I don't know if uh, you feel the same, but for me it's like uh, everybody is tourist in Budapest. I can only listen English, yes. English, yeah. English everywhere. The chances of hearing Hungarian are quite low considering the fact that you're in Hungary. Yeah, yeah. I guess most of the people that you meet in Budapest that are actually Hungarians, they work yeah. in the restaurants or you know in yeah. stores and stuff. Uh, but yes, the yeah. most people that I meet in the streets of Budapest is uh, English and British, I think. Hmm. It's a lot of British people in Budapest. Probably also in Spain. I don't know, actually. I mean, my point with that is like, uh, it's kind of the same because uh, of course that there are Spanish people in the streets in Sevilla, of course. <laughs> but uh, for this reason, for tourism, uh, because we are talking about it touristic sector uh, so all of the people that have to work like a waiter or waitress in a restaurant or this kind of works service work they have to speak english or at least another language like uh, mm. french for example so right in a big city that's my experience yeah, yeah you you suffer this yeah right Because I know when I'm at home, because I live on an island, and it's the second largest island in Sweden, and it's a very big touristic attraction, mainly for Swedes during summer, because it's like summer paradise. I know that when I'm there during summer, I want to make it clear to everybody that's around me, and especially the people that are from there, like the work in the restaurants or you know, if you're on somebody's farm, I want to, like, make it clear that I'm actually from here. So, like, mm. you and I have something in common. I'm not one of those uh, tourists. Oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Is it the same for you? Well, Hamburg isn't... It's the third most favorite tourist destination, I think, in Germany mm-hmm. for tourists. Mm-hmm. So, you would go to Berlin, Munich, and then Hamburg. Mm. So... We have a lot of party tourism, I'd say, at Ripaban, which is where all the clubs and like sex tourism and everything is going on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like okay. a lot of prostitutions, like Amsterdam Red Light District. Yeah, okay. Um, and there I don't go because it's annoying. But in Hamburg, tourists aren't that welcome, I'd say. Most young people ah. don't like tourists because we okay. feel like it adds to gentrification. 
and it destroys like the authenticity, uh -huh. especially in the more autonomous regions. And we don't want Hamburg to be, or the people from Hamburg don't want Hamburg to be like Berlin. Yeah. Because Berlin is something else. Right, okay. I, yeah, well, actually, I've, we heard, I've heard this from a bunch of uh, Germans. For example, when I was in Berlin, yeah. they kept telling me that, yeah, but actually you should go to Hamburg. Hamburg is better than Berlin. And the people are nicer, or at least that the nightlife is better. And yeah. yeah it's different. It's more... Exactly. Um, yeah, it's not so international, actually. No, maybe it's more... German. German, yeah. Yeah, Actually, but that's, yes. that's what happens with a lot of big cities, I think, and capitals in general. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we see in Budapest, no? It's uh, yeah. more on international. It's not... Hungary. No, but <laughs> actually it's the it. same when I'm in Budapest. I also want to kind of like prove to them that I'm not yeah. just another tourist, but I actually live here and like in Hungary. So I always want to make sure that I say like, Kasi and Siestok and Lislat. Yes. Because and then they British always tourists, <laughs> they don't <laughs> talk Hungarian to them. They don't even try, right? Usually. No, right. Okay, that's like a prejudice against British tourists that I have, but it feels like, I mean, they <laughs> can speak English everywhere, so they just go everywhere and speak English, right? Yeah. They, so they never really think. try, I feel. Of course, not everyone, but, you know. Not everyone, but not only Hungarian, even for British tourists in Germany or Spain or Sweden. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But where do most Spanish tourists go? So people from Spain, where do they go? Because everybody seems to go to Spain. So where do the Spanish people go? Uh, of course, that depends on the season. If it's summer, of course, to some place where you can find a good beach. And that is always the south of Spain. No, I mean when they leave Spain. Ah, to, go to on another countries. Yeah. Okay. Being tourists, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I mean, I consider also tourism inside yeah, my country. But, okay. but besides Spain, maybe Italy? Italy, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Italy, Portugal, because it's mm -hmm. close. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. And also Morocco. There are a lot of people that are going ah, to Yeah, because that's yeah. not too far away, right? So. No, I mean, it's only uh, 14 kilometers of uh, sea between Morocco and Spain. So if you want to okay. go, it's only to make a jump. And you are entering another different culture, um, environment. Yeah, of course. For Germany, so. it's Spain, Italy, Turkey, and Austria. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Austria is so different from Germany. <laughs> and interestingly, in 2018, 2 million Germans, 2 million out of 80 million people, mm -hmm. is a lot, mm -hmm. went on cruises. Ah, nice. Mm. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah. Cruises, cruise ships. But where? In the Mediterranean? Uh, depends. I mean, they have different routes, don't they? Mm. I guess the most typical is like when you go to all these like Croatian cities and stuff, but I'm not so yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm not so Actually, into cruise ships. Yeah, you the, know? but I think, yes, of course, the French Riviera is very popular, mm -hmm. I would suppose, but also the Croatian Riviera and also because it's cheaper. Yeah, probably. And then they go to like Dubrovnik and Split yeah. and like all these exactly. cities. In Sweden, it's pretty similar to Spain. We usually go to our neighboring countries, mm -hmm. except from Spain, which is the first country that we would visit if we leave Sweden. It's also Denmark, Finland, and then Germany, actually, and Norway. Interesting. But where do they go in Germany? Like for weekend trips or yeah. actually for holiday no weekend trips yeah. i would say because that's the thing germans go to sweden for holiday but swedes don't really go to germany for holiday but more of weekend travel but also sweden is not the most common destination i no. think also because it's quite expensive right yeah it's yeah you're right because of the taxes and everything I remember in Finland, I, I couldn't afford a coffee or anything because it's so expensive. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, of course I could, but it's really expensive. Yeah. And if you go, I think Spain is probably not as expensive. Mm. No, not at all. That's explained really good the situation here. You only go to the north to find a work. But if you want to yeah. go to make some tourism, you have to go to the south. Yeah, I was always joking with yeah. Italians, yeah. like all of their <coughs> parents or somewhere have lived in Germany and worked. And all of my, like, my parents have been to Italy for vacation. So it's like exchange mm. right <laughs> yeah but no so in yeah as i said I, I live on an island and it is like the summer paradise and actually my island has twenty six thousand inhabitants but then during summer like between i would say maybe beginning of june to the end of august yeah. we can like the population increases up to 1.3 million what yes so what? we have wow that's yes. ridiculous I mean, wow. many people travel there. Well, is it like crowded and annoying? Y yeah, it's yeah. overcrowded. I would say yes, it's overcrowded. And especially because we have this bridge 
that mm-hmm. you have to cross to get from the mainland to the uh. island. And it's always a queue on this bridge. And if you are not, I mean, of course, the tourists are also annoyed, but it's their fault. Yeah. But if you are actually a local, like I am, it annoys you even more because you're like, mm, but at the same time, you're kind of like, okay, but they also give us a lot of opportunities, right? Because 1.3 million is a lot of people. Uh, but usually they camp because oh, my island yeah. is very famous mm-hmm. for... Yeah, camping and like bed and breakfast and like very down to earth. We don't really have like fancy hotels, but okay. that's also not what people look for when they come there. They want more of the authentic, you know, so, down to earth farm life so situation. So it doesn't destroy infrastructure as much, right? And no, not really, because actually this island, we have a lot of nature and like cultural landmarks. And actually we have over 17 nature reserves and one world heritage So it's very, you know, we preserve nature. <laughs> For example, I remember a couple of years back, there was a question, like a discussion, if we should open a McDonald's on this island. And I remember that, you know, the majority was like, absolutely not. Oh, because really? <laughs> we, we don't, we, everything is so authentic. And also it's like a lot of craftsmanship and I don't know, food. And it's very like, it's a farm kind of vibe. So that is also, I think, what people look for when they come there for summer. Like, it's usually people from the capital that buy, like, summer houses, and then they go there. And These red little Swedish houses. <laughs> right. Oh, the wow. Red houses with the white details. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so I think that's what they want when they come. They want, the, uh, they want it to be authentic, and they want to, like, visit Sweden as it used to be. You know, yeah. One thing I always wonder when I go to destinations that are really full in summer, like many tourists go there and it's like a summer vacation place. How is it in winter? Isn't it completely <laughs> weird to live there? Like dead? Yeah, actually, that's, that's uh, a good question. And uh, in one way, you are right. Because first of all, majority of the businesses that we have there during summer, they close down during the like fall and winter. Because there's no one there. I mean, of course, all this tourism increases a lot of job opportunities and for people to open up businesses during summer. Like maybe they have a restaurant that is only running during the summer. And so all of those businesses closes down during winter. Also, like restaurants and supermarkets change their hours. So they close earlier, like during winter. And also, you know, if you live far away from like civilization like i do i kind of live in the middle of nowhere you don't have for example the truck that removes snow and stuff like shuffle mm-hmm. snow and stuff so sometimes it even happens that you are snowed in oh. so you can't go to work and uh, yeah pretty much and so it's kind of dead and usually during winter we prefer to go to town on the mainland because mm-hmm. then there's more life. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm. Makes sense. What kind of uh, connection do you have uh, Swedish people with the tourists that arrive in your area? I mean, it's only for... Because that's my experience in Spain about uh, party tourism or, or do you use to create uh, another different connection with them? No, I mean, it's the, it's the summer paradise vibe and mm. the kind of like farm life, want to live the traditional, how it used to be. Sweden and it's yeah it's very much you know like uh, little garden cafes and uh, we also have a lot of beaches because it's an island we also have nature reserves and yeah as I said world heritage and cultural landmarks we also have a lot of the traditional Swedish food so yeah and it's a lot of craftsmanship also I, I think because you probably have a lot of like British tourists sleeping in hostels yeah. with like 10 bedrooms, you know, these kind of vibes, being super drunk all the time, trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. get some girls with them, you know, all <laughs> this kind of vibe. And yeah. I think what I see in my head when you talk about your island is yeah. more like maybe families. And if it's young people, they're kind of yeah. more aware of like yeah. environment, but and of they're course, interested in the culture and whatever, or like <laughs> they want to be more, you yeah, know, but of course, during more summer. down to earth. Yeah, it is. But of course, during summer, uh, especially during midsummer, there are a lot of campers. Uh, we have this specific camping area mm-hmm. where a lot of people go and it's like a small town, basically. Yeah. And also we have one campsite that is very famous for their midsummer celebrations. So a lot of young people go there. And of course, they 
party on the beach and whatnot. But, you know, after midsummer, they go home. So. Yeah, and it's not like British people stuffed into a Ryanair no. plane. No, no, no. They go to Spain, mate, and then they go to Spain and like get super drunk and leave uh, after a long weekend, you know? Like this kind of, I don't think it's like that. The, no, moral, but the only idea that I can make clear for this program that uh, what are we talking about is that we hate British people. <laughs> no, 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 we all know I don't, but no. <laughs> yes, but, but so. Yeah, sometimes they kind of misbehave. Like I Germans mean, as well, right? Germans uh, also. Or, or the people around the world. I mean, I don't have anything against uh, this kind of tourism if this tourism is not all. If you are not only visiting a country to make party and get drunk and mm -hmm. bullshit. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree. Especially if you take a plane for that. Yeah. I mean, considering environmental impact, it's kind of ridiculous just to get drunk somewhere else. Yeah. Hmm. But I think also in Budapest, mainly they come for partying. Actually, that was interesting because uh, when we made our own arrival training in Budapest, there was a tour mm -hmm. around the Jewish district. Yeah. And that was about also the ruined pubs. Yeah. And the woman that was a, a local person from Budapest, uh, she was telling us uh, about the story of this uh, ruined pub. And she said that it was a real problem for the community, for the local people that live in Budapest around these uh, areas because that's really noisy. Mm. Um, they create yeah. a lot of problems, uh, drunk people. And one of the biggest problems of that uh, is that the local people, they don't make any connection with the tourists that are visiting the, the ruined pubs because they are only going in groups. Or mm -hmm. I mean, at the end, it's not uh, any benefit for the local community. It's only the yeah. money that the owner of, the, of this pub can yeah. have for this activity. Yes. Also for the hostels and everything, not mm. the locals really benefit from it. Some owners of all these hostels and hotels are, like yeah. make money from it. And this adds to gentrification and this pushes people away because prices raise. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. that's a problem in Hamburg and that's why people are really annoyed with tourism because they shut down clubs and whatever just to open up a new hotel or like some private BS and it's like yeah, ah, yeah but on, exactly this, this is one why people come but is, yeah. that, is that a real problem in Hamburg because you said that uh, it's starting city. and that's why people are really against it but in Berlin it's worse for sure but it's you know mm. they want to make Hamburg, Hamburg more of a tourist destination now yeah and I guess half of the population is there for it and the others are against it yes especially because the more leftist <laughs> wing of the city. Yeah, of course. And I think that is one of the main negative aspects is how tourism raises prices. Oh, yeah. And Most definitely. especially also what we were talking about, like hostels mm -hmm. and, for example, Airbnbs. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of people that own apartments that also run Airbnbs, they benefit more off of renting it out to tourists because they are willing to pay more than exactly. to rent it out for a reasonable price to an actual local that actually lives in that city. That's the problem of yeah. gentrification, yes. Exactly. And so I think not only that, but also prices basically everywhere, like in restaurants and pubs, mm. they go up because yeah. of tourism. I mean, if you go to Paris or somewhere, it's so expensive to just get a drink. And as a tourist, it might be fine for one weekend. But imagine living there and having to pay this much all the yeah. time. Or London, try to rent a flat in London where you can actually move <laughs> yeah. and pay for it and live. It's impossible, actually. Yes, and in one way, it's also kind of ridiculous because it's like this contradicting system, as you said, because yeah. some people make a lot of money and also the cities itself benefits from tourism because they can build the economy off of it Yeah, uh, because it's benefiting. But at the same time, it's like contradicting for the locals because even though the city itself is benefiting from it, the people, no, not, not so, so much. much. No. I was yeah. in Croatia and Croatia is one of those countries that like the whole economy is based on tourism and they have a problem now because all the people want to work in tourism because this is where you can make the most money but nobody wants to be a teacher or some, something like that mm -hmm. because you earn less money but what the country actually needs is good education and whatever so yeah it's not really benefiting for the country just for some private investors and people who really make the big money yeah, yeah. and I think if we look more to like let's say Asia I don't think it's so uncommon for I don't know landowners or people that have influence in villages and stuff to evacuate people or make them move because they want to build maybe bungalows or like resorts and stuff mm -hmm. 
because that's how you make the big money, right? That is also a big problem. Like it's not only in Europe that the you know they raise the prices, but that people have to move and leave, especially I think in those countries because a lot of Western people like to go there. Yeah, true. Yeah, because it's cheap and you can find these places some kind of thing that you cannot find here in Europe exactly. or mm-hmm. North America. Yes, yeah, exactly. True. But for sure, a lot of these resorts or bungalows or whatever, I'm sure that local people had to move. Maybe they, I don't know, lost jobs or it was like uh, farms or whatever that they, somebody that is very rich bought the land and yeah. Yeah, yeah. are benef- benefiting yeah, from yeah. it now. So and yeah. yeah, it's true. Also, I think... Also in European capitals and everywhere, you don't want to live somewhere where all the tourists are because it's overcrowded. Yeah, that um, is that's s- another second, like yeah. disadvantage of tourism is the overcrowding, especially with people taking cruises. Because if you have a big cruise ship with like like thousands of people, you can stuff them all in there. And then you just load them off in a small city like Dubrovnik or something mm-hmm. with all these small alleys where people, like, basically you can't walk because it's so stuffed with people. I remember I was in Kotor and you could really tell, oh, this was an American cruise ship because suddenly the whole city was filled with American people yeah. out of nowhere. They go there, take some pictures, eat, leave. That's it. Right. And then the next day was French people. And you can really <laughs> tell it's kind of funny but also really annoying and it's... Not good. I yes, really know. No, and no, I mean I'm overcrowding totally in general. Cruises. I know for a fact that I hate it mm-hmm. when I'm like, in, and I myself is a tourist, but I also hate it because you know you can't get anywhere and there's yeah, just true. people everywhere, and especially this these big tourist groups, you know, like mm-hmm. guided tours, and, and not only does it like mess up the system of traffic and like footpaths and stuff, but for example, I think Budapest is a really good example of this. Is how a city kind of can lose its character and identity because of tourism yeah. and overcrowding. Because this is the thing, when we said that we never actually meet any any Hungarians in Budapest, is because there's so many tourists. It's overcrowded with tourists. Mm-hmm. And so you actually kind of, yeah, I, I think Budapest kind of loses its charm, like the cultural identity that it actually has, yeah. because it's not really the same as the other cities in Hungary that we've been to. Because, okay, so see, as a tourist, you book an airplane, for example, so the company makes money off the flights. Yeah. And then you book a hostel or hotel, so they make money. And these capacities, you will see that they have the capacity because you are able to book it. But what they don't think about is that the museums and the attractions and the traffic and everything doesn't have the capacity for so many people, but Mm -hmm. they want to make as much money as possible. So they will send more flights and more planes and whatever and build more hostels, but the museum stays the same size, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So it's not built for that many people, but they want to make money. (laughs) So there's a problem. It's not only also about uh, to make to build a new hostel, it's also about a local historical building that mm-hmm. uh, the owner was an old lady that now she discovered that she can make a lot of money in selling this uh, flat or this uh, two, three, four flat, whatever, to a company that uh, could create in this uh, building, this kind of uh, apartment mm-hmm. uh, to rent for tourists. Mm. Airbnbs. Airbnbs. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yes, but I think it's kind of sad. It's like you said with the ruin bars and the ruin bar area. Like it has a lot of history and, you know, it's very beautiful. But yes, also the party scene is in one way ruining ruining it because it's become like the ruin bars has lost the... Charm. The char- well, yeah, the charm. But I mean, the reason why people go to the ruin bars is not to, you know, take in the environment or in appreciate the arts or the buildings or whatever but it is to get drunk and party you know yep. and i think that is sad and right. i think that is one of the negative aspects of yes overcrowding and like the mass tourism yeah. but on the other hand it's like a paradox because you also want to meet many tourists right so you want to you want to go to Inchten and meet so many people from different countries and it's fun you want to go to a place that has just as much much tourism that it's easy for you to be a tourist there Mm -hmm. but not too much so you don't feel like part of a big crowd and it still feels authentic and special to go there you know what i mean 
but you need both. You need because you don't want to go somewhere which which is completely undiscovered because then you can't speak a language that you understand. Yeah, you, you're right. They will not have food that you can whatever you know. It's like problematic because you need both sides actually. But yeah. that depends on the tourist, and I think that you have to put yourself in this situation. If you visit Budapest to meet uh, German, French, uh, British people. I mean, for me, it's okay, but uh, you are visiting Budapest, but you don't know anything about Hungary or about uh, Hungarian people because, first, it's complicated to find that in Budapest if you, <laughs> only, <laughs> yeah. if you only are in the uh, city center and doing the, the typical stuff. Also, because you have to make this step and put yourself in a complicated situation trying to understand a um, person that cannot speak English. Uh, only say, Bushana, Bushana. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, that's also a very interesting point because... I think it also has to do with why you travel to the country country that you travel to. But as I think we've established at this point, the reason why most people go to Budapest and also because it's, I think, mainly a lot of young travelers and tourists that come to Budapest is because it's famous for its nightlife. Yeah. And you know what? That's kind of okay, I think. They also market it like that. You yes. know what I hate is people who, <laughs> you know, they do these trips because they want to party and whatever. But they claim to be these big travelers and the world yep. is a book. And if you don't travel, you only read one page, you know, like these kind of people who mm. will think they've seen the world and understood everything. But they just go to Thailand to drink and <laughs> they have a party <laughs> and, and then they go to Australia or whatever. and it's cheap and whatever. And then they come back and they think they've seen the world. No, you didn't. And also... Just be honest. I mean, it's not too bad. I mean, just admit it. We're all young and we all want to have fun and party. But I am f really annoyed by these people who feel so much like better <laughs> because they travel. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, wow. I agree with you, actually. <laughs> yes, and I mean, it kind of leads me to the next negative aspect that I have, and I think you will agree with me on. And it is touristic behavior, like tourism behavior. And bad behavior because for example I had a recording no I had a program a world politics program about Chinese tourism mm -hmm. and we discussed how cultures can clash that is like one reason I think but then I think there's also some tourists that are just purely disrespectful I mean for example if they go to a monument or yeah a nature nature reserve or something And they want to take pictures and, you know, they want to prove that they were there or whatever, but they don't really respect, you know, the, how to treat the monuments or stuff like that. So oh, Not only the monument, for example, about, uh, I, remember, I remember that I was in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is uh, the house of uh, Anna Frank. Yeah. And um, for me, I mean, that's a personal opinion, but for me, it's kind of respectful that uh, you want to take a selfie of yourself in front of the house of uh, this girl. Yeah. Or the way that uh, some tourists treat uh, with the, the Holocaust. Or In Berlin, we also have this monument. Yes, you know? exactly. I and was so going to get to that. So many people pose there and take pictures. It's like... Um, no, but I think, I think, okay, taking a picture is okay. But, for example, the people that would, you know, sit and stand on the stones, like the blocks. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, ex what? I understand if you want to take pictures, but there's also, you know... A line, I think, that should not be crossed. Yeah, yeah. respect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that is very common yeah. for people to cross this line. Yeah, it's because they they didn't realize that they are crossing this uh, this uh, line. Yeah. For them, it's yeah. not uh, something so bad. I mean, it's uh, like. A, okay. And you know what I think? I think it's a bigger problem because mm, we travel a lot these days, right? Like everybody's started traveling because it's cheaper it's more accessible so the quantity of traveling has increased but the quality i think has decreased because there's this pressure i, th I feel like there's a real pressure amongst our generations to travel a lot mm -hmm. you yeah. really want to see all of the world it's like part of our generation like millennials yeah. and gen z as well i think to travel a lot but i think if you travel so much you don't take the time before to really maybe research about the country you're going to try to read some books or like get an idea I also don't do that all the time and actually I regret it sometimes because I feel like I would have had a better experience if I would have been more into the culture and would understand more about it and then you probably also wouldn't take a picture in front of Auschwitz smiling mm. because you may have read something about <laughs> what happened there you know yeah, what I mean you're right. I think 
some awareness has to be created also by yourself before you go somewhere to maybe have some idea about the country you're going mm. to. But you yes. touch uh, you touch the point before is about uh, if you only want to visit uh, as much countries as possible only to prove to the other that you yeah. visit this country. Mm -hmm. Okay, at the end you're Yeah, and that's annoying to me because I feel actually really pressured to see a lot. Like when I finished school, everybody was like, okay, so where are you traveling and blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like going to Australia and Th Thailand or whatever. And I don't know, it's this pressure actually. Yeah. And especially if you go to a lot of countries, but you basically just do the same thing. Yeah. Then you have actually, yes, you've been to a lot of places, but you've, I mean, you do exactly the same thing. So it's not like you widened your horizon or whatever no. or yeah. got no. enriched by these different cultures because you did exactly the same thing in yeah. every yeah. single place so but, you know i have this problem with budapest mm -hmm. you go to budapest and what can what could you do go to the thermal bath uh, go, go to the ruin pubs or go to visit the typical monument but after that what, what can you <laughs> do yeah. i feel like it really helps to have some specific interests that you can adapt to each city it's For example, if you would be very interested in architecture, it would be a very different vacation or travel each time because you can really, you can go to Vienna and you know why all these um, houses look like that. And then you go to um, Amsterdam and you also understand a bit more of the structure of the city and the history itself. Or if you're interested in art, you can go to museums and art mm -hmm. exhibitions. Yeah. And then you also have a different angle to look at the city, you know? Yeah. I think that helps because if you just go there and think, oh, I want to see everything that's important, it's not going to work. I felt that for myself because yes. you never really know what to do. Yeah, and also I feel that that's a problem when you travel. You because so you have just a short amount of time, like let's say you go on a weekend to yeah. a city. And so you decide that I'm going to do this, this, this and this or like we our company here we're going to do this, this and this. And then maybe you're not in the mood for it, but you still feel pressure to do it because you traveled all the way here, so yeah. you need to do it now. Also, because we have some unnecessary experience. I mean, how many churches have I seen and how many churches have I seen, you know? <laughs> like, I've stood in front of, yeah. I don't know, some church. and I don't remember even, like, yeah. but it's important to see it. Take yeah. a picture, you leave. That's it. And I have a problem with this kind of, uh, I want to leave the experience. Because I know a, a, a story of a guy that you know, I'm not going to say the name here in the radio. It's not for this association. It's for another one. But this guy was uh, in a city, I don't remember in which one, maybe in Budapest, and he told me that uh, he wanted to leave. He's not Catholic, mm -hmm. but he wanted to leave the experience to enter in a Catholic church and to make this, uh, to go to the confessional. <laughs> really? And to okay. make the confession with the Christ. Ah. And for me, that is disrespectful because uh, we are talking, I mean, I'm, I'm not also, I, I don't believe in, but uh, I was raised in a Catholic family and I have some kind of respect, not only for Catholicism, also, but for, for other religion. I cannot imagine myself entering in a mosque to pray or whatever. Actually, that's a very interesting question. And now we are kind of on the topic of religion. Honestly, I don't know, because actually I have a problem with this as well like visiting churches just to see the church it's kind of weird like the concept is kind of weird to me because i don't understand why you would want to see a church like maybe for the historical value fine but is it actually like kind of like trespassing or are you like is it too much if you you know what i mean is, no, is there I conflict think not at all don't agree at all i you think it's completely fine to go into a church to look at it It's architecturally complete, very yeah, interesting. True. Yeah, that's true. Also, the there's always yeah. art. The only, with the only it, thing is that you, you have to wait uh, if uh, they are praying. Yeah, if they course. are in the office, you have to that's, wait until they finish. But I mean, yeah. usually you will go during the day, hmm. not very early, like not during mass, mm -hmm. because then they will not open it for tourists. That's I think it's a problem if they take a lot of money from it. But I, you know, these churches, the doors of God are open to everyone, right? So yeah. you should be allowed to enter. And also I like it sometimes if you are in a really loud and crowded city to just go inside a church. It's really quiet because usually people yeah. pay respect. I don't like the fact that if I want to go into a Catholic church, I ha have to cover my arms and stuff like that. No, it's but not appropriate. Yeah, that's annoying to me. No, but, but it's respect, that, that, Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I mean, mm. I feel like... 
because you are entering into the beliefs of someone like this is a religion and even though you are not a part of this religion if you want to get a glimpse at this religion and if you want to like go into this religion yeah get a glimpse of the religion then of course you have to respect the values of the religion i think i'm really conflicted but i think that it's not i mean you you have to accept or not you cannot accept it's okay but uh that then, is that is not your, pla your yeah, place exactly. that is the place for the believers exactly that's what religion, i mean so. yeah i remember when i was in vienna we were in a church and suddenly there was this guy who just jogged into the church he was a jogger and he just jogged through the church and then ran out again what <laughs> Yes, it, it doesn't so make any funny. sense. <laughs> yeah. I remember that uh, so I was in Krakow. I entered in yeah. the cathedral in Krakow. Yeah. It was cold, so I was with my jacket, and I had my hand inside the pockets of my jacket. And, uh, and some people was uh, looking at me so weird. And one guy, one Polish guy approached me, and he started to talk with me. He was really young. But I could not understand what he wanted to say me. He was uh, speaking in English, but did you know that I have some problems to understand? You? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And? And I believe at the beginning that this guy wanted to sell me drugs inside the, <laughs> the casino. <laughs> what? Really, honestly. But no, at the end, I, did, I could communicate with him. And was that was uh, disrespectful for them because I have my hand inside my pockets. And that was not allowed in the, in the show. No. I have to put my hand. Yeah. There are a lot of rules that you cannot understand, but I mean, you can commit uh, some mi some mistake because you don't know all the rules that you have to yeah, respect. And that's but even but with that. So no, I but I mean, that's of course. But if someone tells you, I mean, for sure, you took yeah. your hands out of your pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So I guess if you want to go somewhere, you have to accept the rules, at least while you're there, and play with the rules. Yeah, no matter if it's I a church so. or the country itself. And if you really don't agree with the values <laughs> and the rules, then just not go. No, exactly, because you don't necessarily need to go there. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you can choose somewhere else. Exactly. It's fine. The world is kind of big. Yeah, but so. it's like it's the same thing as if you you're at home and then you enter, then you go to your friend's house, and just because maybe they don't take their shoes off in their house doesn't mean that your friend can yeah, yeah, wear yeah. Mm -hmm. the same. Yeah. Wear yeah. his shoes in your house, yeah. like so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just respect some exactly. Of the rules. Yeah. yeah, that's true, and I think probably you misbehave more often than you actually realize as a tourist. Mm -hmm. And I think I always try really hard to not be so touristy because you're always also ashamed <laughs> for be being a tourist. Yeah. And one thing that is interesting to me, I don't know if you have the same, but as soon as I see Germans somewhere else mm -hmm. outside of Germany I'm like oh no and I try to not be associated with Germans and every German is like ah. that so if I see British tourists I think oh it's fine and actually they're the exact same as German tourists they just speak English I don't know what the difference is mentally mm -hmm. but for some reason I don't know if you see Spanish people somewhere are you like oh hey guys whatever and talk to them because you're Spanish no, actually. Are you ashamed? <laughs> because I'm ashamed. Mm. Not ashamed. It's like, okay, I don't have the, ne the necessity to talk with them. Why I should be more connected with a person that speaks my language than with another person? It's only for the language, maybe. I mean, I don't have any yeah, okay. in anything in common with this person. Except that you come from the same culture. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. Similar, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe for that also I have uh, I can have uh, some problem with this person that I cannot <laughs> have with you. So. Right. Yeah, no, but I think because for me it's totally different. If I meet someone that is uh, from Sweden, also from Norway or Denmark, mm -hmm. I'll probably like, hi, how are you? Because we are uh, there's not so many of us. Yeah. Uh, and so it's That's always like, oh, it's everywhere, always so. it's like we're you know. Oh, we're almost related. You yeah, know? yeah, true. Um, <laughs> but I think maybe... <laughs> what, what is your last name? Maybe you are my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you know what? I think it's because there's a German stereotype, like a German touristic, like a German yeah. stereotype Socks of the sandals. German tourists. Yeah, exactly. And I think maybe that's what you don't want to be associated with. Uh, but yeah. I don't really feel like we have... No. Well, I might be lying now, but in my opinion, I don't know. I don't think people are... So familiar with the Swedish no, no, tourists. No, no, no. There's not. No, I don't you know really how to feel. Yeah, also okay. <laughs> rather quiet people. I think. Yeah, we're kind of closed as yeah, it is. So. so it's okay. But are Germans? If German tourists go to your um, island, are you annoyed? And Do they misbehave no. very badly? No, they don't actually. Because I used to work in a supermarket 
kind of like a department store on this island. Mm -hmm. And again, we have so much people there during summer. And uh, usually the Germans would come at the end mm -hmm. of the s of summer. So basically most of the Swedish tourists have already gone mm -hmm. home. And uh, actually they're really chatty, you know. Really? They're like, hi, how are you? And blah, blah, blah. But, you know, actually they also wear socks and sandals. And, you know, <laughs> they wear these cocky shorts. Mm -hmm. And... Um, like uh, button-up shirts yeah. tucked yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you just described my father <laughs> <laughs> no but so actually I mean I, I mean, must say I have yeah. <laughs> so I mean I must say I have the stereotype of the German tourist I've had encounters with them yeah. you know but usually they're pretty nice I think yeah in your country Happy. who is the most annoying the tourist And we cannot say British. Oh. Uh, the most annoying tourist. Well, if we are counting like my island now, not specifically Sweden, because I don't have so much experience of like Stockholm and Gothenburg. But my island, uh, it's uh, the Stockholmers, the mm -hmm. people that are from Stockholm. <laughs> Actually, we have jokes about them on my island. Yeah, we okay. have this type of But every joke, country yes. has stereotypes against the people from the capital. It's always like that. Yeah, but also because... I guess here they are like this about Budapestians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so actually it's the Stockholmers. We have uh, some Germans, yes. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Yeah, we also we have like people from Norway and Denmark. Haven't encountered so many of them. Not so many, sp many Spanish people. Though, once when I worked in a cafe... I had to say con o sin leche once. <laughs> But that's like all the people I think that I've met. So who do you think are the most annoying people in Spain? Actually, I think that's, I forgot that Julia is right. I mean, we have, uh, in my region at least, we have more problems for people in that for another part of the country that are visiting our city mm -hmm. than for foreign people. But I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the French. <laughs> <laughs> I can agree on that. But guys, maybe I wanted to talk about one thing since we talk about tourism. So we bashed enough the British people and everything. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to talk a bit about sustainability in tourism. Because I think that's important if you consider tourism is gaining more and more people, if you can say so. Mm -hmm. But we also have this problem called climate change. If you have heard about it, yeah, and, uh, come across and it sometimes. Considering the fact that two million Germans a year take a cruise, <laughs> I think there something has to be changed. And I came up with this um, because also taking planes is not so good, right, for weekend trips and whatever. So for myself, I try now to only like to avoid taking an airplane, but it's really not that easy because of comfort. But what I wouldn't do anymore is like take a plane to Turkey, do an all-inclusive vacation of one week and fly back. Like, that's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and also how fun is that? I mean, yeah. it's basically go to a hotel, meet a bunch of Germans, dress and fake eat, Adidas eat like, suits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and eat like, okay, all-you-can-eat food, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's not that good. No. But, so, I think tourism and sustainability really <laughs> don't go well hand-in-hand hand so far. Yeah, but also they need to. Also, pollution is a huge mm, problem. Yes. And it has to be changed because... Of course, now that it's more accessible, there is a market opening in countries like also Brazil, China, like rather not so rich countries, I'd say. Now they're gaining more money. The middle class is growing, so they want to go on vacation, which is obviously their right. But they shouldn't do it the way we do it because then <laughs> we have a yeah. problem. And also we need to stop doing it the way we do it. You're mm. right. I know that in Sweden, it's become i'm not going to say a trend but uh, there's a lot less people that travel abroad during vacation than stay in the country so how you say flugscham the shame of taking an airplane yeah it's a I, swedish word isn't it how you say it flugscham yeah yeah I, yeah exactly actually because it's a phenomenon yeah, yeah. so this year 59% stayed like in sweden during oh, their cool. vacations and uh, more people are choosing to say no to long flights And actually, train bookings increased with 32% from That's last cool. year. Yeah. So, yes, flugscam, which is like mm -hmm. flight shame. Yeah, we have it. In it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's growing. Yeah. Growing. And that's Absolutely. good, actually. Mm. And you, Miguel, what's your opinion on sustainability and tourism? 
it's a really important topic because uh, in my in my country some years ago before the the crisis the economy of spain was based in two sectors uh, there was a uh, tourism of mm-hmm. course and also the construction mm-hmm. um in these uh, big years of uh, the construction i've read a report of a green piece but i don't remember exactly the number but yeah. it was like in in this year the companies could destroy around 100 kilometer of coast mm-hmm. in Spain to build the hostel or oh, yeah. resort. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's created a lot of problems, not only for the environment, also for the people that work, like, uh, I don't know, fishermen or... Because that's destroying everything, the, the fauna, the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that is true. I mean, for example, Venice... Um, which I think have like 30 million tourists a year, which is like 76,000 a day of tourists. And the population of the city itself is like 60,000? I I don't really know, but but it's ridiculous. So, for example, you mentioned cruise ships, and not only does, I mean, obviously the cruise ships uh, pollute, like it's engine pollution and water displacement, uh, to like the docks and harbors, but not only do they also destroy the view because they are large cruise ships, and also because actually they destroy the docks, like they crash into the docks mm. of Venice, which also ruins it. Yes, and also on the topic of environment, I mean, let's just, I mean, if we go to Asia, all these beaches in Thailand, I mean, there's so much garbage and mm-hmm. they destroy like coral reefs and yeah. And also and for, horrible, for the social life in these uh, countries, I mean, you mentioned Thailand. It's maybe a polemical topic, but uh, how many, I mean, I don't know the number about the child prostitution in these uh, countries, for example, but, uh, or drug, or, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, they don't have a really good uh, social way to live in, in these countries, and no. that's fault of uh, the tourism. Exactly, but that is, I think, in one way also because Thailand is one of those countries that their entire economy basically is based off of tourism. So there's like... Uh, I'm sorry, but is the same as paying for a Ah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that's... Yeah, it's another big problem. And I mean, I think in one way it goes back to, you know, the reason why you travel... And apparently there are a lot of disgusting people that travel there for... Yeah, disgusting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Really disgusting stuff, yes. Yeah, for so amusement that is not to no. be pursued. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it no. shouldn't exist. It shouldn't, really. No. And that's why they have to leave Europe, for example. Because mm. it's not allowed here. Yes, exactly. Because there's regulations. Mm, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, in all the biggest cities, there, there are these kind of uh, businesses, eh? We cannot yeah. be so naive. Eh? But yeah, of not course there are, but I think... Mm, not in that extent, no. maybe. I, I hope so. I mean, yeah, for yeah. example, Hamburg is big for its prostitution. Really, it's famous yeah. for it. It's part of the yeah, culture. Yeah, and we it's couldn't never... We could forbid it because it's really part of the culture and the charm. Yeah, yeah. no, well, prostitution is not part of the Swedish culture. No, Actually, we have uh, regulations yeah. uh, in our country. Uh, it is uh, not forbidden to sell... But it's forbidden to purchase. So, yes. Anyways, back to the topic of environment. Tourism accounts for 8% of global greenhouse gas emissions. And it's mainly from transportation. So, cruise ships and flights. Yeah. And I think the first thing to just forbid are cruise ships, honestly. Just want them <laughs> to be forbidden. Like, I don't understand why they still exist. No, and... To me, just... Off? No, honestly, no. No, and, and flying has to. Oh my god, yeah, it has to just decrease. So maybe going for a party weekend, you should maybe take a city that's close by, so you can take maybe Flix bus or something. Like yeah. I did this in Amsterdam or something, but I took a bus. I didn't fly. <laughs> so now right. I'm really good. Right, and I mean, there will always be train connections, even though it might be a little bit complicated at times yeah, but there yeah it's but more there expensive is even that's ridiculous <laughs> if you think yeah, about it yeah i know but i mean yeah that's an option and you might find it uncomfortable or whatever but sometimes that's just things that you have to sacrifice and maybe maybe we don't need to travel this much 
Uh, it's really, I mean, it has so many benefits in a world where everybody travels a lot really is better, I think, because people are more culturally open-minded and everything. But as I said before, this pressure of traveling all the time and like n never having roots anywhere and I don't know, the qu quality really suffers from it mm -hmm. and also the world <laughs> because right. considering sus sustainability. So, yeah, I guess maybe it shouldn't be... Yeah, maybe you have to prioritize and really do it more aware what you do. Yes. And I think, as basically everything else when it comes to sustainability, there is like a system that we have as of right now that needs to change. And it's very difficult. And we probably don't want to change it. Probably. But it needs to be done. But that's true yeah. because maybe there are a lot of families that uh, they are living only because of the tourism. So should we stop an activity that is providing money for these uh, families? No, but I no, mean, that's the thing. Not. That's the thing that there's that's a system right now that is like in one way not working and we need to change the system, but it's... The point is to yeah. find the balance, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think tourism is really a paradox. Like the problems of it are really paradox. Because everything that's good is also really bad and it's really hard to find the right mm -hmm. answer. Yeah, but I think it's just a bit much at the moment of everything. Like yeah, I mean, it's the mass much. tourism, I think, that's yeah, yeah. the big that's the problem. issue. That's issue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fortunately, we don't have this mass tourism here in Nirechaza. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. The overcrowded streets of Nirechaza. Yeah. When the cruise ships enter Shosto Lake. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, okay, so uh, we've been kind of negative, but let's talk about some positive aspects because, okay, we know that it increases the economy because you, like, countries and cities, they thrive off of tourism, and some countries even base their entire economy on tourism. Mm -hmm. But not only this, but also, also it opens up a lot of job opportunities. Right? Uh, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of jobs, because for example, where I live, it's very, very apparent. Because during summer, this island flourishes and we have a lot of job opportunities. A lot of the people from the mainland have jobs on this island. And also a lot of people from, for example, the capital or other places, the families that have For, let's say summer houses or they spend a lot a good deal of their summer on this island the children from these cities or these places also work there like mm. in a restaurant or something that is close to the summer house but of course during winter there is no opportunities to find work here mm. for example i worked at this department store and i was a summer worker there and then eventually i would during like holidays like Easter or Christmas I would you know fill in for people but the thing is that this is very apparent because I was not given an opportunity to keep working after the summer because there was no job for me because I was only needed during the summer so that's one thing I think that it's very there's a lot of jobs and yeah. a lot of job opportunities and so uh Not only does the economy thrive, but also it keeps people employed. It, tourism also brings kind of life into cities, yes. And I think it not always only destroys monuments and everything. Like, it's not only bad because cities also focus more on keeping everything intact. Exactly, and you it's have true. art exhibitions and you, they invest more money into stuff that also the locals can benefit from. Yes, Again, when coming to, I mean, let's talk about my island again, because we are so famous for like all of our habitats and like, I'm not going to say wildlife, but the natures and yeah, this type of stuff. This is one of the reasons why people come there. That is also one of the reasons why we protect it so much. And uh, for example, why we don't build uh, McDonald's yeah. there. Hmm. See, uh, that's a good so, thing. Yeah. In one way, that's also a very good thing. Yeah. I think that is also good because uh, now nowadays it's easier to, I mean, it's possible to make tourism because that's some decades ago, ago was impossible for the normal of the person. Mm -hmm. 
So that's normalize some situations. For example, to for our father, for example, to see uh, foreign people. I mean, for, yes. for, for some people in my family, for my grandfather or also for my mother, the, the war is uh, my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> and right, after, and after right, that, uh, you have the universe. <laughs> and it's not so, I mean. Yeah, so actually it's a lot of cultural exchange if you could see it that way, yeah. Yeah. And you get to see. Yeah, because actually in one way it makes the world smaller and mm. it like brings us closer to each other more connected yeah in one way yes yeah. depending on how you travel yes exactly I mean is. wow actually I've never thought about it but it's in one way it's a little bit scary when you put it like that like for your grandfather and like also for maybe your mom it's like your city is the entire world yeah, yeah of course it's even go go to the next town is uh, you need a, a visa <laughs> <laughs> yeah and see for us it's different because we grow up differently we have it's like more accessible to us we're also pressured into it and you can see it on social media and everywhere and all these travel youtubers and whatever that make these you know these drone videos mm -hmm. of how mm -hmm. cool traveling is i don't know it's <laughs> kind of annoying yeah. <coughs> it's not entirely negative but it has to change the way tourism works at the moment especially if you consider the fact that there will be more and more and more tourists each year because the middle class is growing in countries that hadn't had the opportunity before. So there has to be some changes and I hope it will work together with sustainability more. And also not only sustainability considering the environment, but also that it's more sustainable for you personally to travel. Mm -hmm. So you really make the most out of the vacation you have or the traveling because you maybe put more of an effort into really understanding something about the country or the culture. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to try and at least have the respect to like learn how to say hi and goodbye because I always yes. only speak English, but it's <laughs> here in Budapest, they're really like positively surprised if you just say see ya. Yeah, I know, Actually. I know. And it's also, I think, a sign of respect, Yeah, which <laughs> I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's very nice and I guess I try to learn this when well at least to say thank you because actually saying thanks and thank you i this is one of the words in english that i i don't like the sound of this word so maybe i would prefer to say it in their yeah. own language and so in how many languages can you say thank you uh, i can say it in greek which Safe. is efgaristo <laughs> wow that's yeah, long and uh, well then i can say gracias grazie kasi <laughs> <laughs> portuguese And uh, no. You can say it in French. Merci. Merci beaucoup, yeah. Merci beaucoup. And yeah. Uh, yes, and then I mean, uh, danke. Yeah. Danke <laughs> Very good. Huh? No. Spasiva. Ah, yeah, right. Well, I've heard it a thousand times. <laughs> uh, and then... Polish is dziękuję, I think. Dziękuję. Dziękuję. Mm -hmm. uh, so like yes, and then I mean, Swedish is tak. Uh, tak. Then it's probably also tak in Norway. Norway, it's tak. <laughs> tak. And... and Well, okay, listen. In Sweden, it's tak. In Norway, it's tak. It's a little different. Pr <laughs> it's a difference in the <laughs> way that you really put different. it. <laughs> Anyways, and then also in, uh, in Danish is also, I think, tak. Yeah. Well, now we know something. In three languages, we can say <laughs> thank you. Tak, tak, tak. Do we know it in like Japanese? In Chinese, Arigato. it's shishi. 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 Something okay. like that. Japanese, yeah. arigato. Arigato. Ar arigato. Yeah, arigato. Arigato, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, I wow, mean, actually, guys, we, we do know. That's impressive. In Portuguese, obrigado. What? Ah, but that I've heard before, obrigado, yes. Obrigado. Mm -hmm, of Which course. language? Portuguese. Ah, okay. Um, Brasilia. Yeah, but okay. I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, so, yeah, I think that's very important, like, for the individual to be more aware mm -hmm. and respectful but then I also think it's kind of important for countries and cities to not be too afraid of like regulations and also because I know for example I, again Venice which is a very overcrowded touristic attraction or area uh, I mean they have fines Uh, also in Italy, I heard that they have a lot of they have fines like on hotels and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you have to pay like extra fine if you stay at a night at a hotel. Yep. And 
in Venice, they have regulations on how many tourists can enter the city center uh, because the large amount of tourists were like indirectly destroying Venice. Yeah. So they set regulations. And I think they, I think that is good because I think they in one way realize that they can afford to have regulations because it's not like people are going to stop going there. And I think that they, I think it's good. Yeah. Because it's important. It's a really good thing. Uh, yeah. Because actually I do believe that in order for people to change, sometimes you need rules and maybe, laws. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we've broken down the negative and the positive aspects of tourism and also how we think that we should be more sustainable and a little bit about the tourism in our own countries, right? So I have a final question. Miguel, Anne, do you consider yourselves to be good tourists? No. Yes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Okay, so interesting because we have a no and a yes. So and can you? you mm, I think I'm starting to be. Okay. But so can you guys, you so know, why are you evaluate good a little tourist? bit? For example, I'm trying to respect uh, the different situation in the different countries that when, mm-hmm. when I am. And I can commit my mistakes, of course, like everybody. I told before about this situation in the cathedral in Croaco, but it was not on purpose. And it's always a way to learn about the new habit. And also because I'm not this kind of person. I mean, I like to drink and I like the party, but I'm not uh, this kind of tourist that is only in these places to make these stuff and yeah. create a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not complicated to be a good tourist. No. The thing is that it's really easy to be a, an asshole. Yeah. yeah, maybe you're not a bad tourist, okay, but does it make you a good does it tourist? Necessarily make you a good tourist that you don't misbehave. But what is to be a good tourist? For yeah, you? that's. I guess I think I'm not a good tourist because I don't feel like I put enough effort into learning about the culture before mm-hmm, I go. Mm-hmm. For example, one when I was in China, actually, I read a lot of books before I went because I really respected the fact that my parents would put so much money also in this vacation you know because it's expensive yep. and that i you know it's the first time for me really going to asia so yes and also because china is so very yeah. much different and then so. i read actually a lot about china and i really mm-hmm. felt like i of course i didn't comprehend everything but it really helped me but now that i've been for example to croatia i didn't read anything about it i just went there mm-hmm. and yeah. i don't feel like that's good of me like mm-hmm. I don't think I was a good tourist in that situation but because you see that uh, we as tourists we have a responsibility before go to this r- for this myself I or? think so yes I don't know if everybody mm, yeah but honestly everyone, but I mean when speaking of China I think that is very important because that's the one thing that I feel like Chinese tourists needs to do before they come to <laughs> Europe <laughs> so of course we <laughs> Europeans also need to yeah. you know prepare ourselves and kind of understand the norms and the way that the, the mannerism and how people work because for example here you're not allowed to spit inside in China you are but you're also not allowed to blow your nose in public yeah. there but you are here you know what I mean so yeah. I think and these are just like small details that I think is kind of important and also if you do your research not so very difficult to find out um yeah but yes as you said also like with mistakes yes of course you're allowed to make mistakes as long as you learn from them and don't repeat your mistakes if somebody you know tells you Uh, i think that i'm starting to be a better tourist not only because i try to you know understand the culture more and try to be respectful which is important but also Mm, yeah the sustainable aspect oh, of yeah. it that I tried yeah. to you know travel sustainable even though I flew to Copenhagen but I did <laughs> donate money which doesn't really justify but yeah uh, really, it's important really, to really bad Julie. yes I know you disappoint us yeah but you know it is <laughs> uh, yeah but so any other thoughts on this topic No. <laughs> What's the next destination you want to go to as a tourist? Mm, I want to go to Transylvania. Oh, I also want to go to Transylvania. Guess with who I wanted to go. Yeah, guess who I was planning this trip with. I don't remember. Might it be... Anne. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. And you? What's your next destination? Ukraine. Oh, wow. That's cool. I'm jealous. Yeah. And we're traveling by bus, I think. Yeah, no, we're not going to take a plane from... No, but I mean bus or <laughs> yeah. train. We need mm. to find it out. And where are you going in Transylvania? 
Yep. Uh, when? When? Uh, I think in November. somewhere in the beginning of November. Where? Where are you going? Where? <laughs> to <laughs> Dracula's castle because. Uh, okay. And Maybe you want to know? You want to know the real reason why I want to yeah. go there? The real reason I want to go there is because before I came to Hungary, I actually thought that Transylvania was a fictional place. I didn't know that it existed for <laughs> really? real. Really? <laughs> yeah. So now I need to see it, you know? <laughs> so, yes. Uh, but you guys, thank you so much for being in this program with me and uh, sharing your thoughts and opinions on tourism. Yeah. Uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. Until next time. Yeah. Can, can we see how many languages we can say bye in? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Bye, Hildor, which is Swedish. Tschüss, it's German. Dovizania or Czech is Polish. Spanish. Au revoir, au revoir <laughs> or salut <laughs> is French. Adios. Ciao. Ciao is Italian? Yes. Wieslat. Wieslat is, ah, ah nice. Yeah. Wieslat, yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up and we'll just say, see ya, see ya stok.